My name's Andy Debray. Um, I'm 58, um, just turned 58 back in June of this year, uh, 2021. Like many people, I've been living through the pandemic of COVID-19. This is my story on how I've seen it through my own eyes, my own thoughts, how it's affected me personally as well as mentally. It's trying to explain from a single person's perspective on how I see the world and how much it's changed and how much I've changed with that. I've been blessed that I've not had COVID. I've had now both jabs. But I want to go back right back to the beginning of the story when we first found out about COVID coming out of China. The media was very kind of soft on what was going on over in China. And I think China was very much in the same way. It wasn't until it hit Europe and hit Italy that we all suddenly became more clearer as regards that this was something dangerous. Nobody could have foreseen how dangerous it would have been. I mean, to this day... We've lost millions of people. Millions of people have been affected by COVID, now suffering what's called long COVID. And we're so fortunate that we have scientists and technology that we've been able to come up with a vaccine in less than a year. As Professor Witte of the... British Medical Board said if this was 10 years ago we wouldn't have stood a chance we would be looking at death rates in the millions how that would have affected us as a, a planet um, is an apocalyptic moment who knows we're fortunate that we haven't gone down that road we're so fortunate that we have a vaccine. We have a number of vaccines, actually. And we now need to get that vaccine to every single arm of every single person on this planet. How that's done has to be down to the countries that are the most wealthiest to give money or the vaccine for free supply the help to do that we know in the uk being one of the main countries that have actually vaccinated a lot of its population how big a job that is to try and get everybody vaccinated and there are people that are skeptic there are the anti-vacciner people who don't believe that the vaccine actually exists which you know we can put talk about in more detail at some point 
but it's here. And I guess going back to the beginning is explaining about myself. I'm disabled. I've had three heart attacks and I've had numerous operations on my spine. And when the first lockdown came, I was able to manage and cope, but was scared. I was scared for myself, I was scared for my family, I was scared for my partner. We did everything by what we were told to do by the government. Um, it was hard seeing that there were some people that weren't doing those things and frustration came upon me in a point where I just really wanted to go out and shout and say, you need to do this. There's a lot of sort of talk about did the government get it right the first time round or the second time round or the third time round. I guess my view is that no government has actually been in this situation. It's not like a war as we know it, where we're up against another country, another armed force, where you can see your enemy. Um, the virus is invisible. It has no sense, it has no sense, it has no being. It's a bacteria um, and it's a virus. So going back to that point, when the first lockdown happened, and seeing the amount of cases that were growing by the day, seeing the number of people that were dying from this and how they were dying, it was scary. We actually had what one point that me and my partner did have a high temperature and I had a bit of breathing problems and I we called 111. And I did end up in resus at my local general hospital. And I've been in hospital many, many times, and I've been on, in hospital and in resus quite a few times, which I've kind of taken at my own pace. But when I got there, or before I even got there, the ambulance drivers that claimed to collect me, and when they got me into the ambulance, something struck with me straight away was one of the ambulance drivers said he couldn't catch COVID because he had a young child. And that made me feel bad because maybe I had COVID and maybe because he didn't have the right PPE, I could potentially be transmitting this virus to him and to his family. And that was a great weight on my shoulders at that time. But when we got to the hospital and I ended up in recess and a nurse came to me and put me on oxygen and she was filling out the forms and she asked me the question, did I want to be resuscitated if I got COVID and it was bad? 
In all my time of being in resource and being in the hospital and having heart attacks, I've never ever been asked that question. And I really had to take a moment to think, how do I answer this? What would my partner expect me to, to say? What would my children expect me to say? And at the time I said, um, yes, I wanted to be resuscitated. Fortunate enough, after being tested, it was found that I didn't have COVID. I was able to come home. But it brought up a conversation which I think a lot of families either have had or need to have in asking each other, what do they want if they end up in that situation that they are in hospital and they have COVID really badly? Do they want to be resuscitated? I mean, we've had the discussion and we both said that we want one attempt. If that attempt doesn't work, then to be let go. And that's a really hard conversation. Nobody should be really put into that situation to have that conversation. But it is a conversation that we do need to have. In this podcast, you will hear my thoughts and my worries and how it's affected me. But this is just an insight into the beginning when we really didn't know what we were doing, how we were going to cope, what was the right way to cope, if there is such a thing as the right way to cope, to talk about the, the virus and how amazing our doctors and nurses have been throughout this, as well as paramedics and all the other emergency services. And also looking at not just the past, but the present and the future. So please, if you want to join me in my journey and hear and share your story with me on about COVID-19 and how it's affected you, then please leave comments and let's talk. Um, let's share our feelings and our emotions about COVID-19. Thank you for listening and thank you for supporting my podcast.